Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 30th of August. Good to have you aboard, presented as always by our title sponsor of everything, Zaslow Show 2.0, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. You've been involved in any kind of an accident. You're dealing with a personal injury. I'm sending you to where you're going to be treated like family, just like I was at the very start of Zaslow Show 2.0. Been with us since before day number one. Been with us since day zero. Like college football week zero. Been with us since day zero. Anna Jarn Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. We're right smack in the middle of the week, but we're just eight days away from the start of the NFL season. And how about tomorrow? Like the college football really gets, obviously we got week one college football coming up on Saturday, but tomorrow night you got ESPN Gators open their season with Utah. Friday, the Miami Hurricanes open their season. They're at home against Miami of Ohio. It's the battle for Miami. The winner gets all the rights to Miami. The loser cannot be called Miami anymore. So the stakes are very high for the Canes game on Friday night. It's all happening. We're right in the middle of it all here. So college football very much underway. We're going to have some fun today leading up to the NFL. Tonight, Inter-Miami, Messi. That's right. You got Lionel Messi, Inter-Miami. It's Messi's MLS home debut. So Inter-Miami and Messi have played... What are we talking? Nine games on. 9-0. Best soccer team in the land. They've played nine games total. They've played one game in MLS. And tonight will be the home MLS debut for Lionel Messi with Inter-Miami. They're taking on Nashville SC. It's the same Nashville SC team that Inter-Miami won the League's Cup championship a couple of weeks ago. Had to win that one. And, you know, they went to extra time. Both teams scored. And they ended up going to penalties. And Inter-Miami wins it, what, in like round 11? Or what? was that the one that went to 11 rounds? Yes. And Drake Callender won it. The U.S. Open Cup only went the, the five rounds. Yes, so it went, like, it went 11 rounds, I believe, with Drake Callender scoring, saving Inter-Miami League's Cup champions. So it's that same Nashville SC team that they take on tonight. And it's at home. Drive Pink Stadium. Crazy atmosphere. They sing and they chant all game long. You know what I'm talking about. So we're going to have a lot of fun here this evening. And that means, hey, we're going to talk plenty of Messi today. Luis Miguel Echegaray. You see him on television, ESPN, ESPN FC, ESPN Deportes. You see him on SportsCenter. He's the guy who they throw on television who's super excited. You know what I'm talking about. Super excited to talk about Messi. Loves Messi. He's the guy they bring on. He's outside at the stadium. He's not going to be there tonight, but he was there for uh, Messi's debut. He had the sit-down with Messi. Luis Miguel Etzegaray, he's going to join us on the show. I'm very excited to talk to him. He's excellent. So we'll do a lot of Messi with him, <coughs> Inter-Miami with him. We'll ask him, hey, is it Messi's dominance or is it the competition in MLS? We'll ask him about 
Lionel Messi, how is he enjoying living down here in South Florida? What came to the decision to sign with Inter Miami? What's the relationship like with David Beckham? So, Luis Miguel Echegaray, he will join us coming up. ESPN, ESPN FC, ESPN Deportes, we'll get him on. He'll tell us everything that we need to know about Lionel Messi and, and tonight's debut, tonight's home debut, MLS. And look, if Inter Miami wins tonight, I'm looking this up while I'm talking to you guys. If Inter Miami wins tonight, going into tonight's game, and we know it is a very uphill climb. Inter Miami no longer in last place. They're now 14th in the East. They're second to last place. Nine teams qualify for the playoffs in each conference, which is crazy, but it is what it is. So right now, Inter Miami, they are 11 points back of number nine, Chicago Fire FC. You win tonight. I don't know who Chicago Fire FC plays next, but maybe you find yourselves eight points back. Like, now you're getting some momentum. You're getting a little bit of traction here. Like I told you, of their final 12, and they already won one, of their final 12, they probably got to win nine or 10. Not draw, not get one point. They probably got to win nine or 10 of those games. Well, they already won one of them. So tonight, next up, Nashville SC, they're seventh in the Eastern Conference. So they're a playoff team. But tonight, you got some stakes. And Messi, he's back in the lineup, back in the starting lineup for tonight. So we got a little bit of rest. Only played the final 30 minutes. He was amazing. Of course, I mean, that pass to Kramaski, who then got it back to Messi for the the 2-0 lead there late in the game on Saturday night against, uh, who was it? New York Red Bulls. So tonight, another test. And this team, tonight will be interesting because this is the first time that a team is playing Messi for a second time. Inter Miami got a very tough battle against Nashville SC in the League's Cup final. Now tonight, they play him for the second time. So what kind of adjustments? Maybe there's some nerves or some jitters from some of the guys in Nashville SC because they're playing against Lionel Messi. Well, you don't need to feel that way anymore because this is the second matchup. So tonight's an interesting test for Inter Miami for Lionel Messi. 9-0 with the club so far in all matches. So like I said... Luis Miguel Echegaray, he will join us coming up. We're going to have some fun with him. So last night, thanks everybody who hung out last night. I did ESPN Radio. I've done a bunch of shows. I've been doing shows with them. You guys know I signed a deal with them. I've been doing shows for about a week and a half now. Yeah, I think my first show was the 19th. So yeah, for about a week and a half now. And in that span of a week and a half, in the span of like 11 days, I've done eight shows for them. So they're using me, which is awesome. Matter of fact, I'm filling in again drive time tomorrow, Canty and Carlin. So you could always listen whenever I'm on ESPN Radio. I give you guys the heads up, but you could always listen. Sirius XM Channel 80, that's strictly ESPN Radio national feed. You could always listen there. You could listen on the ESPN app, or you can, you can listen locally, ESPN 106.3 FM West Palm Beach. Now, sometimes you'll put that on, And like, you know, they're carrying Major League Baseball. So they don't always carry the national radio show. Or sometimes, like tomorrow, I'll be on Canty and Carlin. Well, their afternoon show is Josh Cohen and the home team on ESPN 106.3 FM in West Palm. So that's why if you tune in Channel 80 on Sirius XM or the ESPN app, you can always get, no matter what, whenever I'm on ESPN radio, you can get that. But like when I'm on the weekends... 
ESPN 106.3 FM always has the national feed, always has the national programming, so you can listen locally there as well. But last night, I filled in, nice little radio program, Joe and Amber. I filled in for Amber Wilson, co-hosted with Joe Fortenball last night. I, I had never, like, I never talked to him except, well, I've been on their show a few times as a guest, but other than that, I didn't know Joe, I had a great time. I, I loved it. Two hours, by the way. 7 to 9 p.m. every night, ESPN Radio. Boy, easy peasy. Two hours? Are you kidding me? I mean, I used to do four hours on Zaslow's show when I was on 790 Ticket and 560 WQAM. Two hours? That's a that's a cakewalk right there. This Amber Wilson is stealing money every night on ESPN Radio. Now, that is changing. ESPN Radio goes to their new fall lineup starting on Monday... Actually, I think it's on Tuesday the 5th, and her show, excuse me, is going to be moving to 7 to 10 p.m., and her new co-host is going to be Ian Fitzsimmons. Joe Fortenbaugh is actually getting moved up to the middays, 12 to 3, I believe. But anyway, if you hung out with us last night, I filled in for Amber on Joe and Amber ESPN Radio. Had a great time. I sent out a link on my social media on Twitter this morning. You could always go back and listen to the podcast episode of Joe and Amber from last night. And, and like I said, I really enjoyed it. I'm hoping to, I hope to continue doing a bunch of shows for ESPN radio. And, and I look, I mean, you know, main goal is I want to work with Amber again. So I'm hoping to get to do some shows with her. We'll see how that goes. We'll see what happens there, but you can go. I put the link there on, on my, on, on, on Twitter, Instagram story, and on Facebook, I put the link to the shows from last night. So you listen to Zaslow Show 2.0 right now, and then you can go back and you can listen to a bunch of national stuff from ESPN Radio last night. And like I said, filling in again, Canty and Carlin tomorrow afternoon. I hope you guys are going to listen. Now tonight, and we'll watch it into Miami. Hey, you got to get yourself a nice drink. You want to relax and watch Messi. Well, that's where Johnny Cuba comes into the picture. The official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. And of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by Johnny Cuba. European roots of the Caribbean soul. A refreshing German lager in a can. You can pick up a six-pack, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Remember, always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. Also... Let's get to some Dolphin stuff here. Before we do that, you know I've been sleeping real good for the last few months, and that's not a coincidence that the best sleep I've ever had started with the best sheets I've ever had. And that's because I get my bedding now from Sheets and Giggles. You see Sheets and Giggles on the Levitard Show, the Greg Cody Show podcast featuring Greg Cody, and now, of course, Zaslow Show 2.0. And I love having my man Colin, founder and CEO, but most importantly, also my friend now. He is the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. And once Sheets and Giggles jumped on board Zaslow Show 2.0, you knew things were headed in the right direction. That's credibility right there. And if you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never going back. I never have to worry where we're getting our sheets now. If we ever want to buy more, SheetsGiggles.com. Matter of fact, your first order, use my promo code Zaslow, Z-A-S-L-O-W. You'll get 20% off your first order at SheetsGiggles.com. We're talking naturally softer, cooler, more breathable, more moisture wicking than cotton. You don't have to wake up sweaty, sweat through the sheets, suffering through the night with your sleep. SheetsGiggles.com. 
you'll get the best sleep of your life, just like all of us here in the Zaslow Mansion. So, speaking of sheets and giggles, my man Colin, you know, he took me, courtesy of sheets and giggles, took me and my son to Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals. And, and I bring that up because, man, I gotta tell you, and obviously, we talk a lot of heat, and we're waiting on Damian Lillard news, and all of that, and you know, who knows when, if that's going to happen. I think it's a matter of when. Especially because you look at this Nikola Jovich. Oh, my God. It, he, he had 25 points this morning. He was 9 for 9 from the floor, leading Serbia to a win. So stupid. You talk about how the Heat aren't offering up a good enough package. You crazy? Tyler Hero, uh, a couple young studs, including Jovich, and all the draft picks. You're so stupid, Joe Cronin. Anyway, anyway, so talk all the time about how, you know, we talk about the Miami Heat and that whole deal, but I gotta tell you, I miss the Florida Panthers so much. Oh my god. I spent 20 minutes this morning just watching, I mean, falling down a YouTube rabbit hole and just watching Panther postseason highlights. I I miss them so much. And obvious, you know, we're college football week ones this weekend. NFL starts a week from tomorrow. We're almost in September, which means we're almost in October. In October, you get the start of NBA and NHL, and it's the best time of year. It's my favorite sports month. You also get Major League Baseball playoffs. It's my favorite sports month of the year, October. And goddamn, I miss the Panthers so much. Just this is this was my favorite year of Panther hockey, and and maybe my favorite year of sports altogether. Because you had the Panthers and the Heat going on at the same time and just magical, unpredictable, historic kind of runs from each of them going on at the same time. We've never had it before. And I think I think this past year, 2023, is my favorite sports year ever. And to be able to say that in a year that we didn't, we didn't even win a championship, the Heat fell short by a lot. They lost in five. The Panthers fell short by a lot. They lost in five. And for it to still wind up being my all-time favorite year, that says a lot, man. Neither of them won. And so, I just, I don't know why it was this morning. I woke up missing the Panthers so much. I can't wait for them to get going again. So, it's not just the Heat, who we're obviously super excited about. But, man, I miss the Panthers Matthew Kachuk and Brandon Montour and Sam Bennett and Sam Reinhart. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, and Sasha Barkov. I miss them so much. I can't wait for the Panthers to get going again. I really can't. All right. So we'll get to Luis. And, but before we get to that and all the messy and inter Miami stuff, the big news of the day yesterday, yesterday was NFL cutdown day, 4 p.m. yesterday. And that means Jonathan Taylor watch. So let's get to Jonathan Taylor first. Couldn't get a deal done for Jonathan Taylor. And like Joe Fortenbaugh asked me last night on, on Joe and Amber, am I disappointed down here in South Florida? Am I disappointed that the Dolphins couldn't get a deal done? Not disappointed. No. If anything, and it's similar to the Dalvin Cook situation. I wanted them to get Dalvin Cook, but I wanted it at their price. I wanted them to get Jonathan Taylor, but I wanted it at their price. And by not acquiring either player, but especially not acquiring Jonathan Taylor. It just reinforces the idea the Dolphins are a really well-run team. And they're only going to go out there and do things the way that they want to do it. 
They're only going to acquire players on their terms. I wanted them to get Jonathan Taylor, but on their terms. And Chris Greer and the Dolphins front office, they're not going to budge. They value a player at a certain number or at a certain number of assets, compensation, and they're not moving off of that. They'd like to acquire the player, but they're not going to be bullied to give it up more than they want. So, yeah, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't acquire Jonathan Taylor yesterday, but not even close to upset, and it only reinforces the idea. Dolphins right now are a pretty well-run franchise. So, yesterday was not a bad day by any stretch if we're talking about the Dolphins. Now, my guess is the Dolphins were willing to pay him. That's my guess. Now, not, not, not what he wanted, but my guess is the Dolphins were willing to give him a multi-year deal because I, I don't know why. I don't know how you get to the point of negotiating with the Colts, which they were. They didn't meet their demands, probably didn't even come close. I don't know how you get to the point of negotiating with the Colts if you haven't already come up with the agreement with Taylor. I feel like you got that part done, or at least the parameters. So, my guess is the Dolphins were willing to pay him, but weren't willing to pay the Colts. And that was always the problem with this situation. It's hard enough to get a deal with a team for a trade. It's hard enough to come to an agreement with a player, especially a running back, on money. In order to acquire Jonathan Taylor, the Dolphins had to do both. So it was always going to be hard. And I feel like they probably accomplished the part of negotiating with the player. And we know they couldn't get the part done of negotiating with the team. So, I'm okay with the whole situation. My guess, believe it or not. So now it's like, what happens next with Jonathan Taylor? Well, he could still be traded. Now he's on the PUP list. So if he were to be traded like right now, and this is a stupid rule. NFL has some stupid rules when it comes to their transactions. If he were to be traded today, the new team still has to keep him on the PUP through four weeks. Why? Like, that's stupid. So he's not going to be traded for at least through week four. But the deadline is October 31st. And if you're the Colts, see, this was always a no-lose situation for the Colts. Unfortunately for Taylor, he's the loser in this situation. The Colts were never going to lose in this situation because they're in total control. If they like a deal that a team is offering, they can trade him. If they don't like the deal, they can pull him back. They could continue negotiating up until the trade deadline, which I believe is Halloween, October 31st. And you had the Dolphins are negotiating and also Team X. There's another mystery team out there. Bullshit. I don't buy that. We, we knew the Dolphins were out there. What? So the Dolphins couldn't keep it under wraps. Everybody knew that the Dolphins were negotiating, but Team X, so secretive. Nobody was able to find out. That's because there was not a Team X. And that's why the Colts didn't make the trade. Because if they couldn't use Mystery Team as leverage, because there is no Mystery Team, they couldn't get the Dolphins to budge, although the Dolphins were probably never going to budge. So you know what? Pull them back. And let's try and get another team involved before October 31st. Because you know what? Maybe another team's running back gets hurt. Or maybe there's a team out there who after a few games, they're rolling. They say, you know what? I think we're a Jonathan Taylor away from being a serious contender. Like last year with San Francisco and Christian McCaffrey. So my guess is that 
Indianapolis is still going to look to trade him, but I also believe there is... I, I, I believe it's very possible that cooler heads prevail and Jonathan Taylor winds up signing an extension with Indianapolis. Maybe they get together now. Jonathan Taylor sees what was out there. It wasn't to his liking. It wasn't what he expected. The Colts realize, you know what? We got a young quarterback who is a value contract right now these first five years. Let's take advantage. The running back's going to really help Anthony Richardson come along. Let's start. Let's open negotiations back up. I think there's absolutely a chance Jonathan Taylor ends up extending now with Indianapolis because whoever's offering you the money in that sport and playing that position, you got to take it. You have to take it. That's why in that sport, any city, any, you know, Buffalo, like a terrible place to live. It looks like they're living on the wall in Game of Thrones in Buffalo. But players signed with the Bills because they're giving the money. That's where, yes, there's a salary cap in the NFL, but there's no max on a player. And that's where the NFL has it right compared to the NBA. With the NBA, the salary cap sucks because when all things are equal, the players are always going to want to go to the destination cities. In the NFL, you can offer the player. There's a cap, a team cap, but not a player cap. So you can offer a player however much money you want as long as you keep under the cap. And so every team is in play to land the big free agents, including a place like Indianapolis. So anyway, that's what's going on there with Jonathan Taylor. As far as Christian Wilkins goes, first, if you're thinking about getting a new car, you know I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse, and that's North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. See, when you go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you walk in the showroom doors, you're greeted by a member of their friendly sales team, and they're going to say, hey, what are you looking for? Are you looking for an SUV for the family? Maybe you just want a fun sedan for yourself. Well, you're in luck because at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, we're talking the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. That includes the Forester, the Outback, the Ascent, the Crosstrek, the WRX. Whether you're looking for a big SUV, whether you're looking for a small sedan, they got what you're looking for. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. It's still summertime. Don't miss out. Get sizzling summer savings at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. New Subaru models starting at just $249 a month. You can save up to $1,500 off MSRP on select new Subaru models in stock. Plus, you could receive up to $750 in trade-in assistance. Right now, you could shop NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. All right. So, good news, though, yesterday for the Dolphins. Give me a second. I'm taking a sip of my vitamin water. Good news yesterday for the Dolphins. Christian Wilkins, back at practice. He's been holding in. Didn't play any preseason games. And this is the move. This happens a lot with the hold-ins. Or even some holdouts where you're holding out. You're not planning on sitting out games. But if you're holding out for a new contract or holding in in Christian Wilkins' situation, you're not going to get out there and play preseason games. You're not even going to get out there in training camp. You're going to continue working hard on your own. You're not going to risk injury in training camp without a contract. You're not going to risk injury in preseason without a contract. 
But once the regular season is about ready to go, it's time to get back to work. And that's what happened here with Christian Wilkins. He's ready to get back to work. Now, it doesn't mean that Christian Wilkins is not going to have a new contract at some point because my best guess is the Dolphins' recent track record would tell you they're going to get this done. And maybe knowing that they're not going to have to pay Jonathan Taylor now, maybe that opens things up for Christian Wilkins. Now, should the order of events go that way? Well, in Christian Wilkins' mind, no. But maybe now that they know, at least right now, they're not paying Jonathan Taylor, maybe that helps get things going on a different direction with Christian Wilkins. But the good news also is the team had offers for Christian Wilkins. Teams were trying to trade for him, seeing the Dolphins were having trouble coming up with a deal, and the Dolphins have no interest in trading him, and Christian Wilkins says, I have no interest in a trade. I want to be here forever. Nobody wants to be here more than I do. So my guess is this winds up getting done with Christian Wilkins. And like I said, I really believe the Dolphins' track record tells you that they're going to wind up getting this thing done. All right, so we have Lionel Messi's home MLS debut. This is the 10th match for Messi with Inter-Miami, only the second MLS game and the first MLS home game tonight at Drive Pink Stadium. And joining us here... You see him on ESPN, ESPN FC. You see him on SportsCenter. Luis Miguel Echegaray joining us here as we have Messi Mania in South Florida. And I wanted to get you on the show here, Luis, because you are, every time I see you on television, you're just as excited as all of us <laughs> over, over Messi being here. So uh, first, when you started to get wind, of the possibility of Messi joining Inter Miami MLS. Did you think it was real? First of all, thank you so much for having me here, Jonathan. And as you mentioned, I apologize to everybody watching SportsCenter. You have to see my ugly mug almost every day now talking about Lionel Messi. But as you said, how could you not? This is the most significant arrival, in my opinion, to American sports ever, ever. Okay, yes, we can have a discussion about other athletes. And remember what I just said, an arrival to the U.S. Of of course, Michael Jordan and all that stuff. That's, you know, within the domestic ingrained culture of the U.S. But to me, Jonathan, Messi arriving to MLS is gigantic in so many reasons. And to answer your question, it was an interesting narrative. And it's been one for many, many months, actually, that goes all the way back to last year. And if you talk to Jorge Mas, the Inter-Miami owner, it's actually a conversation that began in 2020, the possibility of Messi arriving to Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and of course, MLS. And, you know, part of the reason was reality. Barcelona were very interested in getting him back. Obviously, for financial limitations, it couldn't happen. And his heart has always been with Barcelona as well as the club that essentially nurtured him. And obviously the Saudi Arabian money coming in from Al-Hilal. But there's a very important person, Jonathan, that needs to be reminded in this story. And that's Antonella Rocuso, his wife. Because when the Saudi Arabian money came in, my friend, you know, Messi and his team were obviously pondering about it. And Antonella was like, you can go to hell if you think we're going to do that. I'm going to take my kids to a culture that we didn't know. You know, Paris at PSG wasn't a good time. He told me that himself. So when the Miami presentation came, which was already a buildup for many years, as I mentioned, then it became a reality. And Miami 
South Florida, as you know, Fort Lauderdale is the perfect place for him. It's the Latin American capital of the world. He's happy. He's joyful. His family is all over it. And you can just see it on the pitch, right? It's been a tremendous journey. And like you said, it's his MLS debut today, like yeah. at home. Like, yeah. you know, there's still so much more to write about. So it's very, very exciting for sure. What, what was the relationship like with Beckham? I mean, did they know each other well? Like, what was that? Yeah, their relationship has been there for a long time, partly because of obviously they both represent the same brands, Adidas being one of them, of course. So they've they've known each other for a while. There's obviously the PSG connection. David Beckham as well played for PSG. Messi played there. And then Beckham came over there to visit and say hello. This was before even an official statement was said about him coming to Miami. But they've been friends for a long time. Obviously, you know, the biggest names in the game in one way or another, are going to be familiar with each other. And Beckham and Messi are no different, despite the fact that Messi's English is limited and so is Beckham's, et cetera, et cetera. It's still a mutual amount of respect. But from a business perspective, once uh, David Beckham came into, you know, this very long but productive track journey into making Inter Miami a reality alongside Jorge Mas and his brother, you know, that's when things really began to take place. Uh, and even though Beckham had not really much involvement in terms of trying to get him to Miami, really this was driven by Jorge Mas, you know, they still built a personal relationship. But Beckham was very careful in making sure that he wasn't going to step on any toes. But now, forget about it. They're best friends, right? Like, you know, they go over to uh, to Gecko, right? Bad Bunnies and David Brotman's restaurant, Sergio Busquets and his wife. He's having the time of his life. Beckham is really enjoying what's happening. And of course, we don't even have to get into it too much, but you can see the economical, you know, uh, uplift that has happened ever since he came to enter Miami. Luis, how about the stress level for a guy like Messi, for his family, wherever they play, be it PSG, be it Barcelona, when he's at home in Argentina, wh whenever, whenever he's on the streets, whenever he goes out, he definitely gets mobbed. So... You know, it's funny because when he first got here, there was a video that went viral where fans were taking pictures in some video. They caught him out of Publix, which is our supermarket down here. And it was like, oh, my God, I'm looking at the videos. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Messi just he's shopping at Publix? That's crazy. But here's the thing. Yes, there were a few people going up and taking pictures, but he probably hasn't been able to shop at the local supermarket like that with his family in God knows how long. So he'd get mobbed. So there's probably less stress down here, right? Where, yes, people are going to take some pictures, but he can live a little bit. Right? Am, I, am, I th am I thinking about that properly? Absolutely, 100%. The first story that I wrote, Jonathan, was not even a, didn't even have Messi or anybody of his team or anybody involved in it. It was about, the first piece I did once it was official was to create an Anthony Bourdain-ish story about the city of Miami, the area of Fort Lauderdale, South Florida in itself, and how they would receive Messi and what it means to them and vice versa. It was about trying to understand the community. So to your point, the reason why it fits so well is because, of course, Lionel Messi, there is nobody like him. But Miami is no stranger to superstars or celebrities or this kind of, you know, larger than life, uh, personality arrivals. Messi is the biggest of them all, no doubt. And because of the Argentinian community being the biggest one uh, in the US, you know, it's going to be very, very attractive to him. The public's one, 
I love it. I take there's a little pinch of salt there because Publix is a sponsor of Inter Miami, so I feel there was like kind of an agreement of it. <laughs> but but he he did go to mini Buenos Aires, right in North Beach, and when he get out of the restaurant. There was a mob there as well. This is nothing new to him. When he won the World Cup and he went to Buenos Aires and he went again to another restaurant, there were thousands of people outside. The same thing would happen in Barcelona. Paris, not so much, but it still happened. So he's used to this. The reason why it fits so well with Miami is because, A, as I mentioned, this is a city that's had the likes of LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. It's understood the celebrity status, culture, all that stuff. Of course, Messi's going to continue to get mobbed. There's nothing like it. But Miami's better equipped for it. And so is Messi himself. Now, this is the key part. And this is something that I take very personally. I'm a Latin American that left Peru and Peruvian when I was a kid. Moved to Europe, then the U.S. So it's very difficult sometimes for a Latin American to go somewhere where it's completely different, a different culture, and acclimate. Messi, this is the first time where he's living somewhere that's the closest to being in Latin America again, mm. because that's Miami. Barcelona, of course, it was his home from the age of 11, 12 years old, but it's still not the same, right? Paris, absolutely not. Miami is really a place where he can be himself. He doesn't have to speak English. He can really enjoy everything that he truly savors as a player, as a human being. And I asked him, I, when I talked to him, I said, you have never been this happier. I swear to God. And he said, yeah, I haven't. I'm so happy because my family's happy because of all the reasons I just said. And Miami is the perfect place for it. It's uh, it's really exciting. You know, granted, they've had a few home games because of League's Cup. I think maybe four of the League's Cup games that they played in were here at Drive Pink Stadium. Tonight, of course, very important. It's the first MLS home game. And and they really need to win the, the grand majority of these games to, to make the postseason. But... So it's going to be a great atmosphere tonight. But the thing that really stood out to me, Luis, you know, you were able to tell in the League's Cup games, and especially in the League's Cup final, he's not just here to retire. He's not just here to be here, collect money, live in South Florida. He's into these matches. He cares. And for a fan to watch that, you know, we care. And if Lionel Messi who's won 45 trophies. He just won a World Cup. If he cares like this about the brand new League's Cup championship, that's awesome to watch. It's the reason why, Jonathan, to me, he's the greatest player that has ever lived. I have no arguments. I don't want to talk and discuss with it about it with anybody. To me, that's just a fact. He is the greatest player the game has ever seen. And one of those reasons, aside from the magical things that he does on the pitch, is because of what you just said. He fights and competes in everything. When I was there at the League's Cup final and it was going straight, or was it? The, no, I, I, excuse me. It was the U.S. Open Cup semifinal against Cincinnati. And he finished the 90 minutes and they went to extra time at the end of extra time you know Messi fell to his knees and he was exhausted yeah. because he gave everything at 36 years old it doesn't matter he's here to win he's here to fight it's somebody it's who he's always been ever since he stepped on the academy at Rosario Argentina with uh news all boys to all the way to Barcelona the Champions League the World Cup Inter Miami it doesn't matter He's going to continue to fight because he wants trophies and he wants to help this team succeed. Now, we'll get into it, I'm sure, in a second, but the MLS players will be 
a pretty big mountain because all the damage was already done before yeah. he arrived. But come on now. They already have a League's Cup trophy. They're in the final of the U.S. Open Cup. They've gone from the worst team in MLS to arguably the best. It's amazing. Sorry to break up the conversation here, guys, but I want to make sure that you got the best homeowner's insurance out there. And that's why I direct you to Brunt Insurance. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. And I keep going back. I keep going back. I keep renewing because I know I have the most comprehensive coverage out there and I'm getting it at the most affordable rate there is. You know, some of you guys, you're listening now on the West Coast of Florida. God forbid you got some damage to your home because of the storm yesterday. Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, or you go to bruntinsurance.com. And yes, anywhere in Florida, Brunt Insurance has you covered. They have locations all throughout the state. So you could be calling from Pensacola or all the way down to the Keys and beyond. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, his fully licensed staff, They have the expertise, they have the experience, they know what area you're calling from. So they're going to know exactly what type of coverage you need, what kind of policies you have to make sure you have. Hey, that also includes trailers and motorhomes. Let the team at Brunt Insurance help you learn more about your policy options so you're making an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. And you don't even have to own your home. Renter's insurance, condo insurance, all the options out there. It can make your head spin. Brunt Insurance specializes in making the confusing crystal clear. When you call 954-589-2204, you're making the right call. Bruntinsurance.com, the only insurance agency that I'm going to send you to. Can you explain to, to, to my listeners, to you know, most likely to my American listeners who are just starting to love soccer and get involved in soccer, who maybe don't understand how this goes, where, you know, I remember these videos out there where parents were taking videos when Messi officially was announced that he's joining Inter Miami. And obviously we have a huge Latin community down here. And the parents would, their kids were coming home from school that day and they're recording and they want to get it on record telling their kid, and, and the family's likely Argentinian, and they're telling their kid, Messi signed with Inter Miami, so you're going to get to see him in person now. And these kids, they're immediately hysterical crying. Like, they, they can't believe it. Can you, can you just try and explain to those listeners that I have who don't understand? I mean, look, LeBron James signed here with the Heat. Kids weren't crying that they get to see <laughs> LeBron in person, you know? Right, but, right. But there's this reaction to, oh, my God, Messi. Can you try and put that into words? It's going to be difficult, but I'm going to try. First of all, anybody that's, like you said, entering our, this sport of ours, welcome. Welcome to the greatest game. Welcome to the most beautiful sport the world has ever seen. Soccer is absolutely, and it's part of the answer to your question, it's a global attraction everywhere every single country in one way or another understands the magnitude not just of the sport but of Lionel Messi he is that big and there's a few reasons number one again the global attraction thing when when Messi does something it is felt throughout the entire globe there are areas in Bangladesh and southern Asia where literally they have towns dedicated to Lionel Messi. So when Argentina won the World Cup, you can find videos, viral videos on YouTube or on social media, seeing thousands of 
Bangladeshi is wearing Messi shirts and celebrating. This is the effect that this man has, and he's had it forever. Part of the other reason, by the way, and I think this is why he suits the U.S. culture, he is the ultimate underdog. This is a person that needed growth hormones to be a professional. They weren't going to give him a lighter day. Barcelona scouts came to Argentina and they said, we'll give him a shot, but he needs growth hormones because he's so small. So he's always had to like fight beyond what people think he could do. And then when he, what he does on the pitch is just mesmerizing. He, this is a man who's 5'6", five, 5'7", five, who makes guys who are 6'3", six, 6'2", six, look like children. And he's done it throughout his entire career. Finally, after winning the World Cup, Copa America, the Champions League, La Liga. There is so much more than just the trophies. And that's what makes him so huge. When, when you look at Inter Miami and their Instagram account before Messi arrived, it was a certain number, 1.2 million. Messi arrives and he's quadrupled that number and it continues to grow. The only two teams in US sports that have more Instagram followers are now the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers. Everybody else is <laughs> behind Inter Miami which is amazing. So the answer to your question is like, Messi represents the global game. And because he's the greatest there has ever been, he now has this world-like appeal. And, and he's an introvert, which makes him even better. He's not this guy that pumps his chest, look at me, look at me. He's very quiet. He's very about his family. It's just that when he goes on the pitch, he turns into something else. It's amazing. That's a, that's a little bit of a reference, Luis, to Cristiano Ronaldo there, yes? <laughs> right? I didn't say that. Listen, my very good friends here at ESPN, including K. Murray, <laughs> make fun of me because they say that I'm a Messi loyalist and I'm not specifically a fan of Ronaldo. I'll just tell you what they say in Spanish, okay? Mm -hmm. They say, uh, Ronaldo is el mejor del mundo, pero Messi es otro planeta. Ronaldo may be the best in the world, but Messi is from another yeah. planet. Yeah. And that to me has always... Ronaldo is an Adonis. He's an athletic freak, and he will always be that. He is aesthetically a fantastic player to watch, and there is no denying that he's a winner. But to me, Messi, what he does at his height, right? Uh, the fact that, you know, the things that he creates on the pitch, are, they're not meant to make sense, Jonathan. He's not meant to be this good. And he's done it forever. And the fact that now he's a World Cup champion makes it even bigger. Well, and I, I can't believe, you know, he scored a goal in the 87th minute the last game this past weekend, and they won 2 nothing. But forget the goal. The goal was easy. The pass he made oh, uh, where, where he got, like, it's, it was unbelievable. And then he gets the, the pass back from Kramaski, who, who, who played uh, uh, locally here in Weston, very close to me, who grew up loving Lionel Messi, and now he's it's making passes, and he's and Messi's jumping into his arms at 19 years old to celebrate the goal. It's unbelievable. Can can you? What is the balance? This is obviously a conversation now. Messi, MLS. What's the balance there? His greatness and the the talent level in MLS. So all the success that he's had so far. Every game he's played, except for the opener against Cruz Azul, has been against MLS teams and have been against upper echelon MLS teams. So what's the balance with his greatness and the competition in MLS? I think that MLS needs three things to keep growing. I'm somebody that's reported on the league for many, many years before ESPN. I was with CBS before that Sports Illustrated. So I've, I've taken a long time in my career to cover this league. And, and there are so many great things to discuss about it. It needs always three things to be great. One, absolutely, get those superstars in. There is nobody bigger than Messi. So you've already got that win. But the other two 
are things that they need to take care of themselves. The second one is making sure that they continue to develop their own domestic-based talent. FC Dallas, for example, has an incredible academy, right? The likes of Weston McKinney, Ricardo Pepe, Jesus Ferreira, all players that have played for the United States men's national team. You need to continue to grow the foundation of the league. Young domestic-based players, whether they're Mexican-American, American, whatever it is, right? The third part is to make sure that you become a transactional league where Europe is now looking at the MLS to buy players. So for example, Tata Martino, the head coach of Inter Miami, when he first joined MLS, he coached Atlanta United, who just joined the team. Two years later, they won MLS Cup and it was formed around one player, Miguel Almiron, who now plays in the Premier League. He was undiscovered. He was discovered in South America, brought to... So my point is those three factors, right? Get to superstars like Messi, increase the level of talent in domestic-based players, and make sure that you become a league where Europe, Premier League, La Liga, start thinking, ooh, there's some great talent here that we can discover as well. So to answer your question, if when I, I asked Messi, I said, how big can the MLS get? Can it get to the, re, the heights of Europe? And he said, it's up to MLS itself. And I agree, based on these three factors. Right now, Messi is doing to MLS what he's done all his career, to anybody. So you can't just be like, oh, it's MLS. He's done it to everybody. Just look at the highlights at the World Cup. Look at the highlights of La Liga. So he's done it to everybody. However, I do think that, I think, I, I had this thought when they faced Atlanta United, which was the second game they yeah. played. And Atlanta United looked terrible. They killed them. Like, they absolutely destroyed them. And I was like, amazed at this one because the United are not that bad two they have a their own Argentinian in Tiago Almada who I believe is great he was terrible that day right so I got to thinking the same thing with uh Charlotte FC as well when they played Charlotte they looked awful yeah. right I think FC Dallas gave them a game and Nashville gave them a game but the majority Orlando City as well that like, just really fell right so I think that sometimes Jonathan there's a psychological thing here where when you're the opponent and you see Messi on the other side, you have two options. You either say, this is Messi, and I'm going to face up to Messi. I'm going to do whatever I can, or I'm going to fall flat, and I'm just going to like bow down to greatness. And I feel like that's kind of what happened at the beginning to these teams. I don't think that's going to happen the more he plays in these games in MLS. So, for example, Messi has to visit LAFC this weekend in LA. That's going to be some game. They have to travel to Atlanta United after the World Cup calling for us. I think Atlanta United are going to say, we're not going to let you do what you did to us back then. So I think there's that sort of like familiarity with Messi, right? Trying to make sure that we understand who he is. But with all that being said, Messi is the best player in the league by a mile, but he's always been the best player by a mile anywhere. I mean, the argument would be Kylian Mbappé when he's with PSG. So, But all the fundamentals are there, Jonathan, for this league to continue to grow. It can't just be about Messi, but having Messi is a wonderful golden cherry on the top. Yeah, it's so much fun. Luis Miguel Eshigaray, you could obviously see him ESPN, ESPN FC, Center. Tell everybody uh, everything you got going on right now, how they can see you, how they can read you. Oh, man, thanks so much. Well, I've been uh, covering Lionel Messi all summer like a crazy ex-girlfriend, so like that continues, uh, continued coverage on SportsCenter. You can also find me on ESPN Deportes. Uh, I'm on X now. It's not Twitter, I guess, anymore. LM Echegaray and, of course, Instagram, Luis M. Echegaray. But you can find me on ESPN FC. We do weekly shows where we preview the week, the Premier League, uh, Messi, MLS, and much more. So just Google my name. If you know how to spell my last name, you'll find me everywhere. It can't be that bad.
And also, you know, because we're South Florida based, obviously, Luis was on the ESPN Daily podcast with our pal Israel uh, a few days ago. So you can go check that out. So obviously that was awesome. Great job, Luis. I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Have a great time tonight. Excellent job by Luis Miguel Echegaray. He loves Messi. And of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are always brought to us by the official beer of the show, that means Johnny Cuba. I'll be joining Johnny tonight while I'm watching Messi Inter Miami. You know what I'm talking about. All right, guys, you know what time it is. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Hey, if you have water, mold, or fire damage in your home or your business, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. You know who will know? My boys, the Greensteins Water Cleanup of Florida. Water Cleanup of Florida. We clean up your schmutz. They're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're right at the tips of your fingers. 954-900-8635 or go to WCUFL.com. With over 60 years of combined experience, the team at Water Cleanup of Florida is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. Water Cleanup of Florida knows any unexpected damage. You need specialized, fast reliable services they know the impact and the stress that any of this can cause their objective at water cleanup of florida is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle free call or text water cleanup of florida 954-900-8635 you can check them out on social media as well see almost a hundred five-star reviews on google and facebook Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, the new version of FS1's Undisputed debuted this week. And Skip Bayless, he's, I mean, he's got a whole crew of guys there. Yesterday, it's Richard Sherman and Keyshawn Johnson and Michael Irvin and Skip Bayless. That's a lot of mouths right there. Skip can barely get a, a word in edgewise. It's almost, and there's no moderator anymore. It's almost like he's the moderator now. It looks like a completely different version of the show and already day one off the rails. Man, thank you. What was he infamous for? His statement that you can find a receiver right. on any it's, street corner. It, it, that's what it is. Yeah, that's the street corner. That's what, that's you, what can't find, you can't find Michael well, I know you can't. You can't you find, find you. But I will say this. Hey, you will be the last ever taken number one overall. The last receiver. I'm pretty sure it'll never happen again. Maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. got you. know what? I'll say something to piss you off right now. What's that? What you got? A corner is a harder position. See, now I got to go, Mike. Yeah, I, I got to get it. And this ain't rehearsed. I'm not doing that with you. I'm not doing that with you. I'm not doing this with this you. This is not rehearsed. Wait for y'all to go. I swear this is not rehearsed. Now, hold on. This ain't rehearsed. But I promise you, I'm not leaving this shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Stop. Skip, let me yeah. let me just talk to you real quick. Mm-hmm. I want to get you in on this. Yeah. I can't believe you're trying to get now, me hold in. Hold on, Mike. Yeah, I'm going big deal. Not, not just because I agree with Richard Sherman there. I mean, cornerback is harder to play than wide receiver. You don't know what's going to happen. The wide receiver knows what he's doing out there. The cornerback does not know what the wide receiver is going to do. Cornerback is much harder to play than wide receiver. You're out there on an island on your own sometimes. But I'm saying big deal because, yeah, this is like a different... Whether you like that show or not, this seems like a very different version of Undisputed. All right, big deal or not a big deal. Speaking of FS1, how about Hollywood Joy Taylor, my former co-host, great girl, 
star of FS1 Speak. She was asked yesterday if the New York Jets are, in fact, Super Bowl contenders. I'm going to say yes, because I've watched two of the last three years, high-level quarterbacks go to new places, and in the first year, win a Super Bowl. Had that not happened with Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford, I would say no, because they'd have to win at least three playoff games to win the Super Bowl. Over the last six seasons, Aaron Rodgers has won two playoff games combined. He's won to one Super Bowl and won. Mm-hmm. Remember? Thank yeah. God. Yeah. He hasn't been back <laughs> since. So, and on top of that, you've got to add the Jets and a whole, whole bunch of other factors. Robert Sala has won 11 games in the league. Mm-hmm. They're in a very tough division. The AFC is loaded. There's a lot of reasons I could stack against it, but when I look at what they have that's necessary to win a Super Bowl, starting at the quarterback position, I have to say that they're legit contenders. I'm going not a big deal. She's allowed to have her opinion there, and I will tell you, the Jets are Super Bowl contenders. If you have Aaron Rodgers, you're in the conversation. Now, Rodgers, I think, is vastly overrated because it's not as if just, it's not like you trade for LeBron and and you're going to be in the finals. Aaron Rodgers has been in the finals one time in his career. And just because I think the Jets are Super Bowl contenders, doesn't mean I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl. I think they're going to fail. I think they're going to fall flat on their face. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. They are Super Bowl contenders, and they're going to come out flat and embarrass themselves. Big deal or not a big deal. So this morning, I believe it was this morning, Teron Armstead, Dolphins left tackle, a good sign as far as his health is. He was on NFL Network's Good Morning Football. I feel like if he wasn't healthy, the team's not going to make him available to national media like that. And here he's asked about protecting Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Looking forward to that. We want to see you out there protecting your quarterback, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. And he spoke about it this offseason. He's taken up jiu-jitsu training to learn how to fall. Does that add any pressure to you guys up front? But then more important than that, has he taught you guys any moves or anything that you guys can now apply to your blocking <laughs> techniques? Uh, I won't say that it has added any pressure. Our number one objective and, and goal every every snap is to protect the quarterback. You know, we want to keep him as clean as possible. Um, that That's regardless of, of any other circumstances or any other situation. So that's that's objective number one. Uh, Tua hasn't taught me any of those those jiu-jitsu moves, but it has been, it's very, it's been very impressive to see him be able to apply uh, those techniques so, so fast without thinking about it. I'm going big deal. Like I said, I'm going big deal because I think the fact that he was even available to the media, Teron Armstead, it means that he is on track to be ready to go for week number one. And finally here, big deal or not a big deal. Now, this was yesterday before the no-trade deadline, you know, took place. But here's former executive Michael Lombardi on the Pat McAfee show yesterday giving you some insight as to why the Colts ended up not trading to I think what everybody's doing in that situation is everybody's lowballing Ballard. I think everybody's trying to pretend to Ballard. You got to get rid of him. You got to get rid of him. The agent's saying, just pre- just hold on. We'll make a deal. And I think Ballard just is going to say, look, either you give fair value to what I want, or or I'm not going to trade him. Is he going to come off PUP? He's going to. He might miss four games. I mean, Ballard's under no timetable. T- I mean, it's self-imposed four o'clock today. But there's been no offers. To the, to the Colts that I'm aware of that indicates that there some teams willing to give up two number one picks like Curtis Martin got traded for. Yeah, I'm going not a big deal. I mean, you got the rationale there, and, and like I told you, I wanted the Dolphins to acquire them, but on their terms, and it wasn't a 
huge need for them. So I'm going not a big deal. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Or go to WCUFL.com. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Yes! All right. Very big night tonight. Come on, into miami Lionel Messi. Need all these games. Playing meaningful games here tonight. Dry Pig Stadium, Nashville SC. Let's do it. Thanks to Luis Miguel Echegaray for joining us on the program today. Make sure you tell all your friends and your family to listen. That's really good for the algorithm when you like and you comment on my show. I really love that. I got some exciting news for the show coming up either tomorrow or Friday. Got some fun news. And I'm back on ESPN Radio tomorrow. So it's all happening, all right? And that's all because of you guys and the great sponsors who are part of the show. I appreciate you. Uh, you'll never you'll never know how much. Love you guys. I love you so much. All right. Thanks, everybody, who all put together the show today. Wonderful job, as always. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Go with that. <laughs>